Yeah. Yeah. Hey yo, man, it's your time. And fuck poverty. This money, man. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Phil and Leroy the Judgmental Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is Phil back in here. And this is Leroy. So, what's going on, Phil? Not much, not much. Just chilling. What's been up with you? Oh, same old, same old. The same thing. What happened? What happened yesterday? The same thing happened yesterday. The same thing happening today. <laughs> We got, some, get to- we got some uh, old school NBA Jam on yesterday. Yep, and I beat him, Gary. I know you played uh, NBA Jam back in the day. Uh, yes, indeed. You know what's funny is uh, um, my son just uh, not too long ago brought it up to me and asked me if I had ever heard about it. He's in college now, but I guess they're getting into it. And uh, the Knicks with, with Patrick Ewing leading the way was always my go-to team. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, you know, now they have these hacks where they'll, they'll take an old game and put, like, updated rosters on it. So, so Phil has a, a NBA Jam 2K17 with the 2017 roster on there. So, I had uh, Steph Curry and Kevin Durant, and he had um, LeBron James and um, who was it? Kyrie. Yeah, Kyrie. And uh, I, all I did is just shoot, shoot three pointers with Steph Curry <laughs> <laughs> and punch me on the ground so you can steal. And, the ball. And, and and your ball probably always had the little fire trail go going with it. No, the game was always close until the fourth quarter, so I ain't get, we never none of us would have been on fire. <laughs> so <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have Mr. Gary Snyder here. Now, Gary Snyder was uh, on our Eagles versus Jets podcast way back in episode 83. We dismantled Philip in our baseball talk about Bryce Harper and MVP. You so, dismantle anything. <laughs> we destroyed him. And yeah, so, right. uh, Gary suggested we hey. do an MLB preview. So, here we go. What was you going to say? to say, I told you so. Yep. <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't, no, I didn't say he wasn't going to win MVP. I just said I don't think he deserved MVP. like like the whole season he was playing good the whole season so that's all you heard on espn and and, uh sports networks and stuff today he was going to win mvp i just think in my opinion he didn't deserve the mvp and and, um, because of the last couple of games well because we were fighting for a playoff spot and he pretty much disappeared the last series so uh, mvp you have to uh Okay, Make the playoffs, let's... yes, in my book. Okay, all right. And that goes across to any sport. You can't be MVP without your team making the playoffs. That's how it should be. Okay. Yeah, but you take him off this team, they're, they don't they don't win 70 games last year. If he's okay, but there. it's still – 70 games has still got you nowhere. So take him off the team regardless we be in the same spot, missing the playoffs. <laughs> but they wouldn't have been in the hunt for the playoffs. Oh, my goodness. And it's still the bottom line is you're in the playoffs or you're not, and we wasn't in the playoffs. So not not to any of his fault though. You would you wouldn't even been sniffing the playoffs without well, him being around. Well, well, that would be like saying LeBron James should be MVP because he's leading the league in scoring and putting up crazy numbers, and his team missing the playoffs. It don't work that way. He's not even in a conversation. Well, he's not in a conversation because uh, how often he's been hurt. No, 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 no. 
He's played enough games this year, and he's he's leading the league right now. Well, I think Giannis might have tied him last night, but he's leading the league in scoring. If you take if they was in the playoff hunt right now, or they had one of the top records, they'd be talking about him as MVP right now. He's not even like in the top five or six uh, as as far as the MVP race. But his numbers say otherwise because he's shooting a real high percentage. He's leading the league in scoring. All his numbers is up, rebounding, and says everything is up. They just can't get no wins, and they holding that against him. Well, but that, that's the difference. Bryce Bryce had, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, and I'm not an NBA guy by any stretch of the imagination, but, I mean, the Lakers aren't really sniffing the playoffs. Bryce had yes, them on they the, are. Yes, they are. Uh, no, they're, no, they're, 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 uh, they have a chance of getting that buy-in, uh, that buy-in uh, game, but they like 10 for 11, right? They're, that's, uh, that's not the come on. That's not the playoffs. No, 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 no. You if if you get the if you win the buy-in, you're in the playoffs. Right now, they're uh, one game out of fighting for the the last two spots for the playoffs. Because back when we were younger, the top eight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I... All right. So so what? Hold on. Hold on. What I was saying is like right now, I think it's four teams battling for the last two playoff spots. So it's the same as where the Phillies was at. They was battling for that last playoff spot. No, this is the buy. This is the buy-in, not playoff spot. That's right. Different. No, no, no. Right. So, so if you get the buy-in, you're playing for the last two playoff spots. That's what it comes down to. C- correct. But they don't have right. the last playoff spot. That's that's the way you said it. No, I'm saying they're fighting for a playoff spot. One of the no, last they're two they're, playoff they're spots. fighting to get in the buy-in because Skip and Shannon buy- always say buy-in, right, right, not playoffs. Right. right. Right, because the playoffs don't start till after the buy-in. But okay. if you if if you make the buy-in and you win, it's, it's, I think it's one game. It's not even a series. So you win your your buy-in game, you're in the playoffs. Kind of like how the Phillies had a series. You win the series. If we'd have uh, won those last couple games, we'd have been in the playoffs. It's the same with the Lakers. If they win their last few games, they'll be in the playoffs. They'll be in a buy-in. You keep saying playoffs, well, they won, they're in a buy-in. Well, right, because right, – because I'm saying they're one game from the buy-in spot. So if they win one game, they're in the buy-in. Then you have to exactly. win the buy-in. All right, stop right there. One... They're, they're the buy-in. You got it. You, you're right. I'm not right, arguing so, with you. You keep saying right, playoffs. So, so, they're not in the playoffs. Say, they're fighting for to get in the buy-in. Now, if they right, get in the one, buy-in, right. they're in the playoffs. But they're fighting right, for the so, buy-in, so, not the playoffs. You keep saying playoffs. No, so what I'm saying, I said games. So if they if they can win, if they can win, they're one game behind for the buy-in spot. There you go. So now get, you can stop so, right there. Right. I'm breaking it down for you. So if, if they're one game from the buy-in spot, once they get that position, there's only, what, four games in the regular season left? So yes. if they get that buy-in spot, then they're battling in the buy-in. And that's, two, what, two games, I think, in the buy-in? So is, you might as well say if the Lakers win uh, three games, that three games they, they'll probably be in the playoffs. And the, and the Phillies was on the same end. They was at the back end of the playoffs. If they win a few more games, we'd have been in. Mm-hmm. But let's all move on. <laughs> yeah. Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing about Bryce that you know, you, you look you look at his numbers l- last year. He answered the bell outside of that that 15 or 20 game stretch where he got hit in the face by a pitch in early in the season. What was it? Late April, early May. The guy played every single day. So let's right, say, and I don't have, 
I mean, let's say he missed 15. Let's say he missed – that was – that caused him to miss 20 games. He played 141 games last year. He played every single day after the All-Star break. That I know is a fact. The guy hit 309. He had 35 homers, 84 RBIs, an OPS of 1.04. What more do you want him to do? Right, so, so okay, okay. So, across the board, his numbers look good. But this is like, uh, what's the guy that just got cut from his team or traded or whatever? Uh, our old boy uh, in the NFL. Uh, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. If you look just strictly at his numbers, you would think he had a good season. True. We're down the stretch. Down the stretch. Those last few games, he stunk up the joint and missed but the play. But sir, that's, that's I, not I'm, the not, same. I'm not. Compa- not the same, I'm not going to compare Bryce going no. 0 for three in Atlanta at the end of the at the end of the season to Carson you're Wentz about, crapping the bed one, in a game against talking, Jacksonville. You're, you're, that's not the same. You're, you're talking about just 0 for 3, but I'm talking about his last six games. He got like five oh, that's and six strikeouts. That's unfair. Five, yes, this is when we needed is. to win. Oh, no, that's not right. Let's say it's not right, but it's but, the facts. But then we have to go yeah. back and pull up the box score of those three games. Who pitched? Who, you know, what did the pitching do? What did the bullpen do? Because we know that was a problem no, no, all year. Saying, what I'm saying is look at his numbers in the last six games when we were trying to fight for a win. And he had some shitty numbers. That's oh, like think- that's like MB. MB was the favorite for MVP in the NBA all year, but then he had his last few bad games, and we're not even talking about MB no more in the well, MVP who, race. Who was that? They've been talking about MB in the no, MVP not no more, race. Not no more. No, they no, they ain't. They talking about Giannis. They talking about Jokic, and they talking about Booker is the top. I just watched right. ESPN this morning, and and MB was all the talk all year. Yeah, the last week he was the talk of the, uh, the yeah, MVP. Yeah. And then we went on a three-game losing streak, and now they're not talking about him. But he had good games in one of those. Uh, one of those uh, that three losing streak, he had a good game in one of those. Right. So I, I said the last. So I said the last six games. In the last six games, he had one good game. But he had five. But he had like a total of five hits, and I think three of those hits was in one game. <laughs> in his last six. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, I, and, and then who was the, he wants well, Gary want to start talking about pitching and all that? I'm just talking about what he did to the, in the last game. I ain't worried about what the pitching did. What was the record that he broke? Wasn't he like the uh, uh, he was like the the first right uh, right fielder to have uh, those stats? The second one in like uh, thirty or forty years or something like that. I'm not sure. Right, but you're but but you're talking about the total number of stats. I'm talking about how the season ended last year. Yeah, but the the season's not a th- the season. While the season came down based off the schedule, the three games in Atlanta, you got to look at the 162. That's why I hate to sound right. all so, cliche so, and go so cliche that's why, on that's you. Why, but, that's why. That's why. I said the last. I think last six games because I, I I said okay Atlanta and the series before Atlanta. He didn't really do much in those last six games. That's even more than just Atlanta series. Uh, but yeah, Gary, I, I, can, can, Gary, can you name? Uh, because I couldn't think of one. Can you name another MVP team didn't make the playoffs? Well, I, I mean, I can go back as far as Andre Dawson when he went oh, when shit. he was on the Cubs. <laughs> you know, the club, the Cubs were a last place team, and Andre Dawson in in you know, I think it was nineteen eighty seven, and I'd probably show my age here. Um, you know, he had 
47 or 48 home runs for a last place team, you know, and, uh, you know, I that's guess. Good. That's, that's good enough. You proved my point. No, you didn't, because you said name one, and he named oh, one. Oh, okay. So and, and damn, early. And I'm sure that, I, listen, I'm sure there have been others more more recently. You know, the, the nice thing about base, you know, you, you get to the MVP in the NFL, and it's always going to be a quarterback there. Um, anyone can win it in baseball, you know, whether it's, you know, I mean, go back to a guy like even, and again, I'm going back far, but you know, the old Willie Hernandez when he won it, or um, I know there was another reliever even more recently that, that won the MVP, uh, one of the closers. I just so, think, I just think it's no way possible. You can be the most valuable player in a league where you don't even get your team to a playoffs. There's other guys that have numbers like yours or better numbers that's in the playoffs. So I believe those guys should have well, the MVP. Well, Paul, okay, but, but, Paul, wait a minute. You know, one minute. of the things Uh-oh. we didn't mention is, you know who finished second to Bryce, don't you? Was it the shortstop? No, it was Juan Soto, and they were even worse. Wait a minute. Uh, Tani, wasn't he uh, the American well, League MVP? Yes. And they Fine. were like, had a losing record. So th- there you go, Phil. They had a losing record last year. A lot of people get confused because it the award's misnamed. The, it shouldn't be, quote-unquote, most valuable player. It should just be the best player. It's the best player award. Whether you look at numbers, I mean, of course you would. I think the way it should be looked at is, what if this guy wasn't on your team? How much worse could you would you have been? Almost, you know, I almost look at it that way. Right. But. Well, go away, Phil. You got <laughs> No, because it's, it's, a, it's a moot point. We'll never agree to this. Because you say, you say, like, let's take it to a different sport. Like LeBron. No, 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 no. You can't really compare sports. No, sir. What I'm saying is, I just told you that a tiny one MVP for the American League, and they had a losing record. And I believe second place in the in the in the American League also didn't make the playoffs, okay, which well, um, which well, was uh, Guerrero. And, 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 and like I said before, I didn't say Bryce wasn't going to win. I say, in my opinion, I don't think a losing team should have an MVP player on their team. But they didn't lose. But, but look at they look had a at, record. Look at everyone. I mean, playoffs. That's that's losing to me. <laughs> but you weren't going to give it to anyone on the Braves last year. You weren't going to give it to anyone on the Dodgers last year. Um, off the, I mean, off the top of my head, I don't, you know. Listen, the Braves basically brought their whole team in after the All-Star break. Their best player didn't didn't happen at bat after, after July 15th or whatever day he got hurt. And they still won the World Series. Maybe, and I don't have his numbers in front of me, you want to make a case for Freddie Freeman? He might be your best bet. No, I'm not saying Bryce didn't have a good year. He had a great year compared to his other year because I've been on Bryce a little hard since he got here because he got a lot of money and he didn't, he wasn't living up to it. So last year he was living up to it. He put up some big numbers. So I didn't I didn't fuss at him about the the season that he had. I was just mad down the stretch those last six games where he disappeared. So I think those last six games in any other sport would have made him lose a MVP uh, race. 
Let me ask you, before we get into looking ahead to this season, let me ask you one more question, which I always think is interesting. It's also looking ahead. Bryce Bryce signed a um, 13-year deal. He's three years into it now. Let's just assume he plays the whole he, – he spends all 13 years in Philadelphia. Is he? Does he get ranked as one of the top five players in any sport ever to play in this city? No, because you got to win a really? championship. You have to win a championship to be be oh. in that consideration. Okay, so let's say he wins one. I and, think he would if he uh, if he if he finish out his contract here. Yeah, and he, even if even if you uh, don't win the championship, I think he would be considered one of the good players here. But you have to make the playoffs at least. It'd be a fighting chance. You can't just be missing playoffs year after year and people going to recognize you as being some great player because you got the numbers. It don't work like that. I agree. It's not. It, it's definitely not a longevity and and a, you know, just a, a compilation of the numbers. You have to do something. But if he has it, if he has it, if he has them in it every year, mm-hmm. and just by the grit that he brings to the field every day, and you know you can write that Girardi who or, or whoever is going to be the manager moving forward can write his name in the lineup. Every day for 162 days, that means something to me. Yeah, I'm with you on that. But make, making the playoffs is a big thing for me. And when you, when your team can't make the playoffs, I, can, I just can't look at somebody on that team and say he's the most valuable player in the league or the best player in the league because the best player, you could at least make the playoffs. I, I totally hear what you're saying. I think – I think last year was a little bit of an aberration because, you know, there wasn't anyone who, like Otani in the American League and the National League, who just was head and shoulders above the rest. And I think those intangibles that that Bryce Harper brought to this team, while he didn't will them to the playoffs at the end, and let's not forget, the Braves did go on to win the World Series. Take that for what it's worth. Um, You know, I just think, I think there are, in obviously in a better place with Bryce being here than than not. No, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. And like I said, if I th- think before last year, the two years before that, he was batting under 300. They were just okay years, but they weren't the type of MVP years that we expected out of him. So if he had that type of year last year, I would be on him even more because the money that he's making, the expectations, it just wasn't it wasn't there until last year. I, I think I think. I think by the time this 13-year deal is done, Bryce Harper's deal is going to end up looking like a bargain. And it might, based on what we've already seen over the last, you know, even this last offseason and, and, the, and the one beforehand, you know, I mean, the two guys, you know, the two guys that the Rangers signed, the one from the Dodgers and the, uh, uh, um, the other, you know, look at, just, just look at these contracts around the league. Bryce's is going to end up being you know, a very, very fair deal when it's all said and done. Mm-hmm. So uh, Bryce Harper got uh, 13 years, $330 million. Uh What did uh, Mahomes get? Was it 10 years, 500, if I'm not mistaken? Or is it more than 10 years? Yeah, it's hard to compare the sports, though. I mean, you know, look at... Uh, <laughs> Sorry about my dog. <laughs> That's all right. 
Well, uh, before we go any further, let me ask Gary, uh, how's everything? How's the family? Everything's good, you know. We're the kids are the kids are finishing up their semesters. My daughter's a junior in college. My son's finishes freshman year, so we're looking forward to having them back home over the over the summer. And uh, it's all good, you know. We've got our tickets for some ball games already this coming up, so uh, you know we're looking forward to it. The kids are doing good. My wife and I are doing good. Dog's a pain in the ass, but he's good. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, 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 we made it through the winter, is, is what I like to say. Mm-hmm. Now, before we go anything further, let's talk about the new rules they have this year. We have the Universal D uh, designated hitter, which means the National League has a designated hitter now. That's what Philip always would talk about. What we should have kept uh, Jim Tomey. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I had Jim Tomey and the DH. And uh, yeah. Now we Tommy, got the Tommy old- could probably you put a uniform on him, he could probably still hit. <laughs> yeah, as long as he ain't got to run a, a field or anything, he's good <laughs> right. smacking that ball around. I know they probably said those old guys probably sitting like, damn, if they had DH back in the day, I'd probably still be playing. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. So we got a automatic automatic runner starting on second base in the extra innings. They had that last year as a trial. Is uh, I don't know is that permanent or is it still a trial for this year? I'm not sure. I think it's just it, it was agreed to after the lockout. It wasn't one of those issues like the DH that you know is in the agreement for the rest of time or for the rest of his contract. Um, I think this was one of those things as. Because of the lockout, you know, they don't want these pitchers being taxed. And quite honestly, I, I, I don't think Major League Baseball thinks there's a whole lot of value for these games going 15, 16, 17 innings. Right. So I don't I don't mind it. Um, the runner on second base, it's a little gimmicky. It, <laughs> yes. It, you know, one of the things I think is the most ridiculous things you know, I watched there was a that college football game in the fall where they put the ball on the two yard line and the teams, I think Penn State was involved and they just went back and forth trying to get the ball in for the, from the two yard line. Like to me that's not football. Like no at least at least you put a runner on second base, you're still playing baseball. But football is not a game where it's decided in the at the two yard line and in. So that's just you know, if you're going to do that, you might as well just call the game a tie. I I don't have a problem. You know, obviously one of the biggest things in, in major league baseball is also the length of the game. And I don't think they, no one, no one wants to see a game go five hours. So I think that's part of it also. Right. Like I, I was going to say, it's like almost like a video game rule. That's it's like a video. Is is that's just there just so, like you said, the games won't be 15, 16 innings, right? Because one mistake, one mistake, the runner's going to score. You know, exactly. And and I'm surprised by watching the games over the last year or two, however long it's been that we've been doing this. Um, you don't. I thought when you got to the 10th inning, you would see a lot more bunting to get that guy over to third base with one out. And there are so so many more ways he could, (laughs) you know, then a sacrifice fly conceivably ends the game. Um, 
but you don't see a whole lot of that, of trying to manufacture that run. You still see the game, you know, being played for the long ball. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, bases changed from 15 square inches to 18 square inches. Is that this year or next year? I heard that there – the only thing I heard about that was that um, – they were squaring off second base in the minor leagues, which made it, I don't know, a foot or a little bit less distance in between the bases because rather it be on that angle, they're going to square it off. And I think this whole thing with the bases um, becomes more of an injury, you know, making the yeah. bases bigger avoids right. injury. Right. And I think it's a good idea to have the two first bases. You know, you've seen it in Little League. I know men's leagues play with that, where the fielder has their own base and the runner has their own base. I think that's a good idea, actually. Right. You know, as as far as a first base. And we have a pitch clock to speed up the game. Pitchers will have 14 seconds to send the ball to the plate with no runners on base and 19 seconds to pitch with the runners on base. That's still not going to speed up the game by doing that. The it'll, game, it'll help a little bit. It'll, yeah, it'll help. You're right. I but, saw but, a clip I saw a clip just yesterday that John Boy posted. It was I think it might have been a college baseball clip where he put the stop they called the guy they called the guy out in college for um for not being ready after 20 seconds. He went all of, went through all of his theatrics of, oh you know, playing with his, playing with his batting gloves and playing with the belt buckle and, you know, gloves, swinging the bat and whatever. Like, oh my goodness. And then he finally stepped in the box. The catcher pointed to the clock and the umpire goes, you know, I guess, it, I guess the, the penalty is a, is a strike and it was two and two or three and two. So they, he, they struck the guy out, and the pitcher didn't even have to throw a pitch because he wasn't <laughs> in the box ready to receive a pitch after 20 seconds, I think it was. Mm-hmm. I don't see how that's going to be enforced in, in 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 the majors. I just don't. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> so, I think, uh, I think it would help a lot. Like you say, get, I'm just going to say, uh, just to touch on what we were saying, get the batters up there quicker and get the bat, the pitchers throwing that ball quicker. Because that's the only problem a lot of people have with baseball is just the slow theatrics yeah, yeah. of everything. Yeah, and have you guys seen what some of these teams are doing in spring training with the catcher wearing some sort of electronic wristband? I heard about it. Uh, what was it? So I guess some of these catchers are wearing um, an electronic type of wristbands, and the, the pitcher has a receiver. I don't think I'm not sure if it's a receipt, like if it's a, a an earbud or something. The pitcher is receiving something in his hat or in his ear, and he's either saying yes or no to the pitch. And maybe he's I don't know if it's a two way electronic thing where the pitcher's hearing or or getting a tone in his ear about the pitch or whatever. But I know they're trying it, and I. It's worked to different degrees. I heard in one game recently, I read on The Athletic, that it had to be scrapped because the technology wasn't working. But where it has worked, it's the, the players involved have said it. It definitely is interesting, and they'd be willing to try it long term. Yeah. Okay. I think cool. that would speed up the game. I think, yeah. I think a lot 
a lot more of the issue is the pitcher stepping off and getting distracted by the runner on first and shaking off the catcher, not knowing, not the pitcher and the cat, the pitcher and the catcher not being on the same page. I think that's a worse problem than the theatrics that some of these guys pull getting ready in the batter's box. Right. So last year, the 2021 Phillies record was, uh, shout out to Philip, it was 82 and 80. And, and shout out to Philip again, he was in second place. <laughs> okay, so if you want to uh, talk about that, I just pulled this up for you so, so we can talk about what I was saying about the last, I said the last six games, but he was his last five. We, we, of course, you know, we lost the uh, four out of the last five games. Bryce Harper had, there you go, right here. In the last five games, he had five hits, but three of those hits came in one game. One homer and struck out six, eight times. Like, you've been up to bat 18 times, and you got five hits, and three of them came in one game. Those other games, he got zero hits, zero hit, one hit, one hit. Like, if you look at those numbers, you'd have, you, you'd have never thought somebody won MVP finishing out the season like that. <laughs> I you see, I was going to leave it alone. I have a, you want to go back to this? <laughs> I have a hard time just boiling it down. I'll ask you the next question: Were they in any of the games? Like, what was the score of the games? Because I don't remember. It was close. They lost uh five four, three one, five. Uh, they won five nothing. They lost five three to Atlanta, and they lost seven two to Atlanta. So really, okay. one game that were. One game he was really and, and, and at some point the last two games didn't didn't were irrelevant. Um, right, but still, like you're. But you're the, the five three you're game, the three one game. Okay, yeah, you know it sounds like they pitch, and I don't remember the games off the top of my head, but yeah, it, they pitched decently, and you know they something here or something there. Of, those they must have pitched decently four to the five games because one hit, one hit, zero hit, zero hit. It's not MVP caliber numbers, man. You basing that off for of five games, though. Well, five I told games. you I looked at the I I looked at the last six, but the reason why I'm I'm, I'm talking about the last is because we was fighting for that playoff spot. Yeah, so but we those to win, and that's where he disappeared. Those games in the middle of. In the middle of June and July are just as important at the end of the day that, you know, what I mean, you can easily say, let's go back to a July game against Milwaukee, for example, or whoever that no, the bullpen no, blew or whatever. At the end, no, no, because at the end, when you know you got to get a win and you're fighting for the last spot, you can't afford to lose games like that, especially when you're looking for your MVP to play you're like a, a half-decent player, not a bum. But the bigger issue is how many games did the bullpen blow over the course of the year? Give me yes. three of those games. Give me three of those games back or about, something along those lines. Down the stretch. Down the yeah, stretch. But, if your team gave up if your team gave up five runs, your offense only scored four points. You can't blame the bullpen for that. They lost a game three to one. Like <laughs> what the hell is that? Like where's where's the hitting at? Five three. Like you can't blame the bullpen when your batters are not putting points on the ball. No, but if the bullpen – and I, I I mean, if – let's just use 20 as a round number because it's probably close of games that the bullpen blew throughout the season. How about you win eight of those? That's not even half. Uh-huh. 
we'll get into the bullpen again. But yeah, he's right. Well, he's right about the bullpen thing, Phil. No, I mean, the, the, I mean, the, I know that. It's, I'm, you I'm, can't boil I'm 162 down a game down season down to the last four. Going down to, going, see, now he said five, you said four, I said six, but y'all want to minimize my number even more. Than <laughs> <whatever>. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> because at some point when they, when they lost two out of three or got swept in Atlanta, the, other, the next series basically didn't mean anything. Well, if it ain't me, they played Atlanta and then they, they played somebody else, if I remember correctly. They, they probably ended in Florida. Yeah, Miami. So once they got to Miami, those games were rendered meaningless. Once I can't hey, remember if they me. lost two out of three or got swept by the by the Braves. I think they I think they got swept by the Braves. The stats I'm looking at only has uh the two games against Atlanta, but I think it was three, and I think they lost all three. Yeah, but that's what I but that's what I mean. Like down the stretch, when you're fighting for that playoff spot, this is where you need your best players to step forward, and he did. Yeah, I I just I just can't buy into that theory. I I, I say it's that's not a why they play. Look at the numbers. I yeah, but that's why they play 162 of them. Right, but, but he disappeared. But you needed but, the most. But, but, but Philip, the, a the game, a game, a game that they had a. A seven four lead in 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 August that maybe they blew is exactly. just as big, if not bigger, than, than those than last this. games that you're talking about. No exactly. Way. I no agree. Right. Yes, it does. Because in earlier in the season, you still have a lot of time to make up for those bad losses that you took. At the end of the year, you don't have a lot of time. But that's it's the like, point. You can't take home, those man. bad losses. Yeah, that's the yes, right. I agree with that. But if you do, you still have time to recover. At the end of the year, you don't have time to give away games. Yeah, but that's your own fault. At that, that's that's a team issue. That's their own fault, and they don't have time to give away games. But you know, Harper going over three would, in, never in a game against stand. Atlanta in October. Yes, it hurts, but it's not the reason they lost. We never agree because you can't win. In my opinion, you shouldn't win MVP if you disappear when they needed you the most and your team missed the playoffs. That's just the bottom line. Yeah, and that's across we're, any we're, sport. We're, we're, we're going to go to the great disagree on, <laughs> on how, the, how the 2021 season ended. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, phillyvoice.com right. Philly, says this is the uh, starting the starting lineup. We got designated hitter Kyle Schwarzberger. I, I'm going to mess up these names, too, by the way, so uh, forgive me. First base, you got Reese Hoskins. Second base, you got Gene Segura. Third base, you got Bryson Scott. Uh, uh, shortstop, you got uh, D.D. Janoris. I uh, know I messed up his name. You got catcher, J.T. Romero. Right fielder, Bryce Harper. Center field, Mike, Matt Verling. And left fielder, Nick Consados. Starting pitchers, our starting five pitchers is Zach Real is number one. Aaron Nola is number two. Kyle Gibson, Ranger Suarez, and Zach Afron round up the starting pitchers. The bullpen, we got Corley, Tynebell, uh, Janoris Familiar, Brad Hand, Sigourney Dominguez, Jose Alvarado, James Norwood, Nick Nelson, Bailey Falder, and Nick Suarez, and Ryan Sheriff run up the, uh, the uh, bullpen. Now, uh, I got this from... Uh, 
this uh, website is Sports Not. They have the Phillies at. Uh, hold on, let me where I'm at. They have the Phillies at 86 wins, 76 losses. Um, it's the same thing that's going to happen last year as what was going to happen this year. The bullpen is still horrible. They they pumped up the offense a little bit by adding Kyle and uh and Nick. So they did better with the offense, but the bullpen is still the same. And I agree with with that uh this um prediction that this website did that it is going to be close just like that. 86 wins, 76 losses. They have the so like a se- so we're, we're going to have a season like we did last year. Pretty much straight for a spot. Yep, yeah, because they have the Mets the same record also. 86 oh, so wins. Well, well, so, so. But the, the the Mets season has definitely taken a hit over the last 3 days. You know. What happened? Well, DeGrom is not going to pick up a baseball for the next 6 weeks. Okay. So that helps our cause. Scherzer looks like he's going to miss the first two weeks of the season now. So now the Mets went from having two of the best pitchers in baseball to start with to having none in the first two weeks of the season. And, you know, just Scherzer uh, for the short term. Who knows about DeGrom now? So you never know what's going to happen there. You know, I think for the Phillies, I I was set at the minute that last season ended, the first guy, anyone who asked me what the Phillies needed, my first answer was Nick Castellanos. I don't know how familiar you are. You, are, you guys are with Castellanos? No. Not a lot, but they're, this is the guy I'm looking forward to having a good year and getting us over the hump, kind of. You know what they're going to love this city. Is, if, they're going to love this guy. Um, I went after the Phillies signed him, I went back and looked at his numbers. You want to talk about a workhorse outside. He broke his thumb either this year or or this past year or the year before outside of that, this guy averages playing over 155 games a year. He, and he, you know, you probably heard the quote and I think they made it into a t-shirt. Um, after his press conference where he says, all I do is hit baseballs and he hits them a long way, man. This city is going to love this guy. Now, the problem outside of the pitching for this group is going to be who the hell is going to catch the ball. The defense is going to be terrible. Yes. There's there's going to be a lot of eleven seven games between the defense and and the bullpen. Strap yourself in for a lot of eleven seven games with a lot of unearned runs. Because Schwarber stinks in the field, also. I, I you know I like well, Schwarber. He, he, he's the designated hitter. Yeah, that's yes. He needs to be the designated hitter every day. I mean, him and Castellanos will split time in left field. You know, every once in a while, one of them will give a, give Bryce a break, and you'll probably see them both in the outfield at the same time. Um, so Bryce can get off his feet off his feet maybe once a week. Um, but the outfield play is going to be awful. I would have preferred, and 
I would have preferred them to bring in uh, a guy like Conforto to play center field before um, before Schwarber, only because he's just a better outfielder. And I don't, I don't think they need, especially once they brought in Castellanos. I don't think they needed as much offense as both of the guys will give them. You know, the other thing is, and I'd, I, you know, where do you guys, you know, do you have a big opinion? Moniac's had a great spring. Mm-hmm. You know, they pretty much handed the job to Verling in center field. I personally would like to see them give Mick Moniak, Mickey Moniak a good crack at winning the center field job for the whole season. Well, it's like Philly sports. Every, every Phillies team is like this. We see what the problem is last year, and they do nothing to correct it for the upcoming season. Now, we knew the problem was the bullpen blowing big leads, as we just mentioned. They did nothing to improve that bullpen. The starting five is fine. Uh, you know, all in, no injuries, of, of course, and everything. Everyone's healthy. But the starting five is fine. It's the bullpen that always blew the big lead, but always blow leads. Yeah, and and when your big pickup in the bullpen is a guy, uh, is this Corey Knable, who's going to be your closer. There's no doubt about that. And he's coming off two years of injury. You just don't know. Uh, Phillip's favorite, uh, getting guys off injury. Stop playing. <laughs> you know damn well I don't like picking them no injured dudes. <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and then and then I mean Familia, you know, from from the Mets who had his problems there lately, you know, it just seems like to your point, they were they basically were collecting arms and let's throw them in the bullpen and see the first month they'll spend see you know, almost like an on the job training tryout. And whoever whoever does the best, that's who's gonna who's who we're gonna count on. Yep. And well, to round up the NLC East, this is from the still from the website sportsnot.com. We have the Atlanta Braves first, New York Mets and the Philadelphia Phillies are tied again at 86 and 76, Miami Marlins at 77, 85, and Washington Nationals at 70 and 92. How do you feel about those uh, predictions, Gary? I'm not sure. Well, the Braves, you know, the Braves brought in the guy from Oakland who to replace Freddie. I was shocked that they didn't bring Freddie Freeman back. I, you know, I understand he was. It was I think if the Braves would have offered him the contract length and the dollars, he would have chose to go back there rather than quote unquote go home to L.A. You know. But I was shocked that they that they decided to bring in this guy from Oakland rather than Freeman. Having said that, the Braves, you know, outside of Acuna missing half the season, they'll get him back probably in May. The Braves are obviously still going to be formidable. But I think if you put the lineups next to each other, I'd rather have the nine that the Phillies are going to put out there every day. And that might be crazy because the Braves will put Acuna out there and 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 Albies and 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 a lot of those guys, but over the long haul, I'm pretty sure I'd rather have Real Muto, Bryce, Schwarber, and Castellanos, and not to mention uh, 
um, Reese Hoskins. You know, I think the Phillies, I think 86 is right around the number. I'm not sure the Braves are going to win 90. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so who do you think will be in first place? Us. Well, I haven't, I haven't looked at the Braves pitching too closely yet. I, I think it's going to come down to the pitching, but I, I guess for the simple fact is the Braves are the world champions. You got to install them as the favorite right now here on April third, and to be the man, you got to beat the man type of thing. So I think the Phillies are a playoff team this year. And if they're not, if now, they're not, we're, we're going to have a new voice in the dugout next year. This team doesn't go to the playoffs. Joe Girardi doesn't come back. Mm-hmm. Do you mean he'll leave or he'll fire him? Well, he's, they didn't, this is the end of his contract. So he signed oh, okay. a three, this is his third season. And there was a lot of talk going into last season when Dombrowski took over of whether or not they were going to give him an extension. And Dombrowski basically said, you know, he's going to he's going to manage that third season and we're going to figure out where we are. Mm-hmm. Which to me means if you don't make the playoffs, you're not coming back. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's not too many sports. You know, you always hear that in the NFL where – we're not going to let our head coach go into the lame duck year. We're either going to get rid of him or sign him to a new contract. Well, mm-hmm. Joe Girardi's in his lame duck year. <laughs> All right. So, uh, staying in the National League, we're going to go to the NL Central predictions. We got Milwaukee Brewers at 89 and 73, St. Louis Cardinals, 85 wins, 77 losses, Chicago Cubs, 78 wins, 84 losses. Cincinnati Reds, 74 wins, 88 losses, and Pittsburgh Pirates at 65 wins and 97 losses. What's your thoughts on that, Gary? I think Milwaukee's the team to beat there. I think you, you, the Reds the Reds have basically had a fire sale throughout the whole offseason, so you take them out of it. Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh outside of the two years when McCutcheon was there about you know seven, eight years ago when they went to the playoffs two years in a row. The Brewers are a well-put-together team. They have the best pitching in all of baseball. They have the best uh, the best bullpen, in, you know, a top-three bullpen in all of baseball. Fundamentally, they play the game well. They don't make a lot of errors. They're, they're real well-coached, well-managed. The Brewers are the team there. Um, the Cardinals... I don't like what they did to their manager at the end of the year. They, they fired their long-term manager who basically, you know, willed them to the playoffs last year by, I think they won 19 games in a row down the stretch to get to the playoffs. And then the thank they lost the wild card game. And the thank you is, Hey, we don't see eye to eye. So you're going to have to find somewhere else to go. And this guy is a guy who was in their organization for, over 30 years, you know, and they, they gave the manager job to a kid who was his bench coach, but has no real experience outside of that for two years. And I just don't see how you can make that transition in the first year. So I'm not big on the, on the, uh, on the Cardinals and the Cubs, I think are one of those teams that are just an average team and, you know, they're 
they won the World Series in, in 2016. They had that fire sale last year where they they got rid of uh, Baez and, and, and Schwarber and um, uh, Bryant and uh and rizzo so all those all your all your all the cubs that everyone grew to love that won the world series they're all gone you know they're a middle of the road team they will need something special to happen to uh to do something but you know the cubs are one of those teams for the next little while who are probably you know kind of right where the phillies were a couple years ago as between you know let's call it 78 and 82 wins. And that's not good enough to go to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. All right. Staying again with the national league. We got the NOS. We got Los Angeles Dodgers, 97 wins, 65 losses, San Francisco giants, 86 wins, 76 losses, San Diego Padres, 85 wins, 77 losses, Colorado Rockies, 76 wins, 86 losses, and Arizona Diamondbacks, 68 wins, 94 losses. What's your thoughts on that, Gary? So let me ask you guys this question because I had this conversation with some people here and I don't listen to a whole lot of local talk radio anymore because it just drives me crazy. Thank you. Thank you for saying it. <laughs> but can I, I didn't hear any – all people wanted to do, and I was probably one of them, was run Gabe Kapler out of town. So we run Gabe Kapler out of town. He lands in San Francisco, and he won 104 games last year. <laughs> where was the Mia culpas? Where was the we were wrong? I can't believe we ran Gabe out of here. You know all of that stuff. Like, no, shouldn't. And and Gabe took the high road, and he has no reason to say I told you guys so to Philadelphia. He just doesn't. But this is a you know, the fact that they went head-to-head with the Dodgers, and I think they beat them. I think they won the division. The Dodgers played in the wildcard game, if I don't, re- if I recall correctly, at the end of last year. Um, the Dodgers beat them in the series that they played together. But we were so quick to run Gabe Kapler out of here, and then he goes to, to San Francisco and wins 106 games and beats the, the mighty Dodgers for the division title. Uh, uh, it's funny you mentioned that because Phil and I were saying, I think this was before we did the podcast, that we were saying that they should have kept uh, Gabe because uh, his last uh, year, were they 500? Yes, 81-81. Yeah. Right, so now what What do we have? We only, they only won, what, two games? <laughs> 82 yeah, and 80. The next, the next year was that 60-game season, so you basically throw that out anyway. Right. And now they 80, 82 and 80. So where, where do we go? They so should have come. <laughs> we uh, said I, the same I, thing. I don't disagree. I definitely don't disagree. And, and you know, he he's built. I don't listen. A lot of things ended up going right for the for the for the Giants last year. They had guys with career years. You know who's playing. I had to look it up once I saw it last year. You remember Darren Ruff, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yes, played yeah. here. Mm-hmm. I mean, he probably led. He was he was a, a regular on this giant team last year, and I'm like, this can't be the same guy from 2015 <laughs> or 16. And lo and behold, old Darren Ruff was leading the Giants in a whole bunch of categories last year and right mm-hmm. to the playoffs. 
So I think I think last year was one of those years for that teams happen where, you know, guys just happen to have career years all at the same time. Right. And and another thing about Gabe, uh, Phil and I had that conversation about uh, remember the little controversy where as though uh, I guess one of the sports writers had uh, was complaining about the I don't know if it was the sports writers or maybe like upper management complained that the guys was playing video games in the in the uh, locker room. <laughs> I, I, I want to mm-hmm. say it was it was Fortnite, right, Phil? Yeah. Yeah, they were mm-hmm. playing Fortnite in a, in a uh, locker room, and they were saying because you know Gabe was real young, you know he didn't see anything wrong with it. And so Phil and I was saying, well, what's wrong with it? You can play video games all you want to as long as you win and you show up. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't care what you do. Well, you yeah, know how Philly fans are. I think we took an L with James Harden, then he was at a birthday party. They dug in his ass about that. So you, they want him to be home crying for a loss, I guess. <laughs> but the the Dodgers are by far and away the class of the NFC West and probably the class of the of the National League. I mean, just look at the team that that they put together and you know, they're pitching with with uh oh shit, the names escape me right now. Um but Kershaw's back and the and the two guys uh, Walker Bueller is a star. And now they brought in Kimbrell, who I, I don't like Kimbrell. I don't think – I'm glad he's – the Phillies didn't look at him as the closer. I think Kimbrell turns into Jonathan Papelbon if you bring him here. But, you know, they brought in Kimbrell and just go across the diamond. I mean, they have an almost an all-star at every position with Freeman and Muncie and, and Turner and Bellinger. Um you know, obviously Mookie bets. So, you know, the Dodgers, Dodgers, if if you're a betting man, bet the over on the Dodgers on the wins. No matter what it's at. And it's got to be, it's probably in the high 90s, I would assume. So uh, we got some AL West, American League West predictions. We got the Houston Astros, 92 wins, 70 losses. Los Angeles Angels, 85 wins, 77 losses. Seattle Mariners, 83 wins, 79 losses. Texas Rangers, 76 wins, 86 losses. And Oakland Athletics, 70 wins and 92 losses. So what's your thoughts on that, Curry? My thoughts are bet the under on the A's. The A's are going to be terrible this year. They're going to be <laughs> right there with the uh, with the Pirates and – and um, uh, the other team there in the center of the Reds that we talked about. I think this is finally the year where it's gonna, where you're going to see the angels really take a step forward and be in this thing until the end. I think the, I think they're kind of reborn a little bit. Obviously trout missed basically two thirds of the season last year. And that hurt. And Otani is Otani. I I just think that you, these days in the American League West, the days of just penciling in the Astros to the playoffs are over. The Mariners, who a lot of people and most people here probably don't know, the Mariners have themselves a nice young team. And they were in it until the last weekend of the year last year. And they're fun to watch. 
that's one of those teams where if the game if if there's a game on MLB TV on the West Coast and you know and you need to watch a late game, watch the Mariners. They're fun to watch. They they have a lot of good young players and pitchers. And uh I think it's a three team race. I think you can you wouldn't go wrong picking any of them. And I don't I just now that Correa is not not on the Astros anymore, you know, Justin Verlander, who knows what you're gonna get him out of him when he comes back. I don't even know who else is in the Astros rotation, McCullers, but is he anything special anymore? Um, so I, I wouldn't be so quick just to pencil the Astros in anymore. You know, Altuve's a great player. Uh, Guriel's decent. Um, Alex Bregman's one of the players that I hate the most in all of baseball. I just don't like him. I don't like the way he plays the game. He mouths off. He mouths off. And I just, I just, he's one of those guys I just root against anytime I get. (laughs) (laughs) We got the American League Central. We got Chicago White Sox, 87 wins, 75 losses. Minnesota Twins, 82 wins, 80 losses. Detroit Tigers, 78 wins, 84 losses. Cleveland Guardians also at 78 wins, 84 losses. And Kansas City Royals, 72 wins, 90 losses. What's your thoughts on those? Um... There's a couple of, you know, the White Sox are the class of the division, apparently, and I don't watch a whole lot of American League Central baseball, you know, but you know the the White Sox are the class of that division. I do think um, that the Twins are a team worth watching after a down year last year. Um, You know, they brought in Correa, so we'll see what kind of difference that makes. Maybe Gary Sanchez can find his, uh, you know, find a way to to make a difference there after the last few years he had with the Yankees. Um, so I do think that the Twins will have something to say before it's all said and done. And I don't know a whole lot of guys on the Tigers, um, but I know they have a bunch of youngsters who are who they've built it up in the draft through the draft who are pretty much major league ready this year. So you're going to see a lot of these guys who the who the Tigers picked uh, very high in the last three drafts. And I think they have a first baseman and an outfielder who've been told uh, they're going to be starters this year. And now they bring in uh, Javi Baez who was on the Mets for the last half of the last year. So the Tigers, while, they don't have a bunch of household names. I'm told they're a team to watch. Mm-hmm. So we got the American League East. We got the Toronto Blue Jays, 92 wins, 70 losses. New York Yankees, 91, 72 losses. Tampa, Tampa Bay Rays, 89 wins, 73 losses. Boston Red Scots, Boston Red Sox, I said Scots. Mm-hmm. Boston Red Sox at 86 wins, 72 losses, and Baltimore Orioles with the worst record in baseball with 60 wins and 102 losses. <laughs> Wish it the hearts. <laughs> this is going to be the probably the best division in baseball um, because the Rays are the Rays are always there. They always find a way to win 90 games, and. The Yankees and the Red Sox are what they are. The Yankees may not be as strong as they once were, but 
they're still the Yankees and, you know, with, uh, with judge and I love Anthony. I think Anthony Rizzo is great. I think they made a great trade to bring in Donaldson who helps not only with the bat, but at the glove, you know, Stanton, who knows what you're going to get out of Gallo. You know, the question with the Yankees is what, what are you going to get on the mound behind uh, Garrett Cole? You know, but look up and down that, that uh, Toronto Blue Jay roster, you know, Guerrero in a normal year last year would have been the American League MVP um, if not for what Otani did with the bat and with his right arm. Um, and you look up and down that that uh, Blue Jay lineup, it's a great combination of their young talent like Biggio and, and, um, and Guerrero and uh, uh Bichette's kid, uh, Dante Bichette's kid, his first name escapes me right now. Bo, Bo Bichette, you know, with some of the uh, the veterans they've brought in over both this offseason and last offseason. And their pitching is phenomenal as well. Uh, the Blue Jays are probably the team to beat there um, in the American League East with, I think you could probably pull out of a hat the Red between the Red Sox, Yankees, and Rays, who the how they finish. I, I, that's the way it seems to be every year. I, I I would put the Rays and Yankees both ahead of the Red Sox right now. Um, but I think any one of those three teams, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised to see two out of three of them in the playoffs come October, out of the Yankee joining. Joining Toronto as the division winner, um, the Yankees, Red Sox, and and uh, and Rays. How the Rays do it year after year, you know, by not spending a whole lot of money and being in it until the end. Give credit to their manager and and their ownership that keeps them in it every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Tanya, I don't think I mentioned about the new uh, the new rule where you can. Keep the pitcher in the lineup when you take him out. The Otani rule. Yep. Yep. The DH. Yeah. yeah so I forgot yeah. to mention that. Yeah, I mean it really only affects him, you know. But it's a way to keep the stars in the game, you know. So they get his bat and his arm in the lineup at the same time. You know, the Angels. The Angels used to have a rule. A rule. You know, one of their things where Otani didn't play the day before he pitches. I think that's gone away. I think he probably still is the DH the day before he pitches. If he's going to, if he's going to hit when he pitches, he can hit the day before he pitches. Right. Right. So, you know, there's probably not too many days that Joe Madden does, isn't able to write his name in the lineup. And, Mm -hmm. uh, I think, I, I hope, listen, a lot of us here, um, in the area, you know, root for Mike Trout and, the guy's played in one playoff game in his 10 years in the league. It's 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 time for Mike Trout to make a difference in the postseason. <laughs> okay, uh, who's going to the World Series this year? Oh, man. Well, I, I just think you have to say the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I really do. And if 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 I was if I had to pick a team right now and I'll go a little chalky on you, 
because I didn't put a whole lot of thought into it right now, but I would probably pick the Dodgers in Toronto. Okay. Right uh, now. So, what do you guys have? Go ahead, Phil. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. I usually uh, start picking up baseball towards the end. I'm not like Gary, like deep into it like that. Hmm. So, uh, We'll, we'll we could probably do an episode like halfway through the season, and we can kind of see. But I think I think the Phillies will win the division because I like I like our bats, even though the pitching is still kind of shitty. I think I think we got a good. We can put some better points on the boards this year. One hundred percent. Listen, I think the Phillies pitching is going to be okay. The starters are going to be okay. I I think Nola. Listen, Wheeler was great last year. There's no reason to think without injury he doesn't do that again. I don't think they're going to let him pitch over 200 innings again this year. I think they're going to keep him on a shorter leash in a lot of these games. So I don't think you're going to see him out there in the seventh and eighth inning as much as you did last year, which could end up biting him in the ass. But I don't think mm-hmm. they're going to let him pitch 200 innings again. I think Eflin's going to be decent this year. Right. I, so – I think you got the three with uh, with Wheeler, Nola, and Eflin. Mm-hmm. You know, if if uh, Kyle Gibson goes eleven and eleven, that's fine. You know, so I I don't think the starting pitching is going to be the Phillies' issue. Mm-hmm. You hope the defense, you hope the defense, uh, the bullpen sorts itself out, and. Something's gonna give with the Phillies. They're gonna they're gonna make a big move somewhere. I've been saying for years. I, I've been saying for years. I'm not so sure Rice Hoskins fits on this team for for the long term. And if you can get a pitcher or a center fielder for him or something, which I think you can. Now with even the additions of Schwarber and Castellanos and the fact that it's pro you know, if you don't want to give up on Alec Bohm yet, he can play first base. He probably is not a big league third baseman. Something's going to have to give. And I think I've said it for years and I still think Hoskins is your biggest trade chip here. I personally think we've seen the top, of what Rice Hoskins can, what Reese Hoskins can do, he's a nice player. Don't get me wrong, but I think you could flip him for something better that would help us win both now and in the long term. Your offense, this offense, won't lose a whole lot if Hoskins not in it. I don't think. Right, right. right because I was looking at, uh, I was looking at Nick's stats as soon as the uh, Phillies got him. I was like, damn, his numbers are damn near identical to Bryce Harper, and Bryce Harper was the MVP. <laughs> He's Last amazing. Year. So I was like, so now we're getting another MVP caliber. So we should be good on putting some points on the board. Look, look at look at Castellanos' number not only last year, but going back through the years, they're unbelievable. Like, I didn't, I knew he was good. I didn't think he was that good. I mean, he, it, it's just, he, he, they're gonna, they're gonna love him here. He's gonna be one of these guys that's easy to like. Mm-hmm. And 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 like Bryce, if Castellanos is crapping up the joint and is doing crappy, he'll be the first to tell you. He's not going to look for excuses. 
The Philly fans would be the first to tell you. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And he'll agree with them. He'll be right there with them going, you know what? You guys are right. I did suck you up last night. Or last I just, week. Or... I, just, I, just, I just love those players that can bat over 300 and hit over 30 homers. Yep. Yep. Oh, so, so, you, so you was a Jose Canseco fan in his prom, huh? I mean, he was a beast in his prom. I mean, I didn't follow <laughs> Oakland like that. You know what I, mean? but I know him and Mark Mark, Mark McGuire was smacking them homers. So hey, you need those firepower offensive weapons on your team. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but my guy, my guy like that back in the day was Daryl Strawberry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, are you guys looking for like? I, I mean. You know, I've been I've been looking forward to the baseball season since January first, and the lockout crushed me. I, you know, my son and I, who my son who's nineteen, we're big baseball guys, and and you know we love the season, so I can't wait for it to get started. Yeah, I just want to see what the Phillies are going to do. I'm just so worried about this bullpen. That that's the only thing. Yeah, I, I like I said earlier, I think it's going to the first month is going to be that, you know, positioning for jobs. And then once they get into their roles, let's see who does it. And, you know, that the one thing about Dave Dombrowski is he's not going to be afraid to make a move come July. Mm-hmm. So do you believe in that uh, uh, selling the team? You know how they uh, if the team has a bad record, they want to sell their best players, give away their best players. The rebuild for the future. Oh, I don't think. I mean, I mean, not the isn't listen. Isn't the rebuild over at this point? Like it's time. It's time for some results, and you know, like the rebuild's over as far as I'm concerned. You can't if you're always rebuilding. Then then you become the Jets. uh, You know, the Jets is pains pains me to say, or the Cleveland Browns, you know, I think we're past that. Uh, You know, it's funny you say that and and you guys are the bigger basketball guys than me. And I don't, I'll never understand why the 76ers slash the fans wanted James Harden here. Like, I just don't get it. Join the club. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> oh well i'm i'm glad to hear that because anytime i say something to you people tell me well you're not a basketball fan so you don't know yeah but i'm a sports fan and i know enough that you've got a guy who has torn apart two other teams he's been on so why the hell would you want to bring somebody like that into the mix like right. what's the over under on on seasons until James Harden says, I want out of here too. Exactly. See, I, I think a lot of people got caught up because he scored 36 and one, he averaged 36 in one season. He's always scoring a lot, but he's on bad teams that scoring all those points. Those are not great teams. So he's taking all the shots, but now his flaws are being exposed. It's like when he's shooting bad, he don't do anything else. His defense lack off, his assist is down. Everything across the board is bad when he's shooting bad. And then he still dribbled the ball too long where the offense don't get in the sink. And then he got to throw up a, a, a bullshit shot at the at the buzzer or something. Yeah, and he, here's the other thing: you talk about rebuilding, and I'll again, I'll ask you guys this as the basketball fan. At what point, and and just like we talked about Gabe Clapper and 
on the radio. You didn't hear a whole lot of this. And, and again, I don't hear a whole lot of this. And my son and his friends hate when I bring this up and I say to him, you hear, trust the process, trust the process. Well, hasn't the process been a failure because of all those first round picks that you guys, that the Sixers oh, oh, we collected, have you've got, oh, we have you've got one guy, you've got yeah. one guy to show for it. Yeah. I don't understand how that's a success. <laughs> <laughs> and, and again, my friends who are Sixers fans, they don't want to hear it, but I don't get it. Like you, you drafted and, and I don't know enough about basketball to know why the whole Ben Simmons things di- didn't work out, but let's take him out of the equation for this conversation. What about all the other picks? You drafted a guy who never came over from overseas. You drafted a guy who with the number one pick overall, who couldn't shoot. Hmm. And now he's somewhere in Orlando is the end of the, at the end of the bench. Like, uh, well, he was, well, so, well he was something hurt. happened to something happened to him because when we got him, he was an OK shooter, but then he got hurt and they changed up his shooting form. And then he, but he, never, he never sh- from from what I understand, he never should have been the, the number one pick in the NBA draft anyway. And that's, well, that's who the they, Sixers. That, well, that's what they do now. They draft on potential instead of what, what they actually is doing right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, yeah, and they should have never drafted. As as we said back in back in the fall when we talked about football and you know I, I'm not I'm not schooled enough to 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 do a whole show on was the process a success or not but no I from the outside looking in I'm pretty sure it wasn't I agree with you it definitely wasn't because we lost a lot of first round picks and got nothing to show for it except Embiid right and and you know I mean. The one guy everyone talks about, my son and his friends, is the guy in the Celtics. Jason Tatum, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, passed him up. <laughs> but that's what that's what Philly Philly teams do anyway when it comes to the draft across the board. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, 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 well going back to ba- basketball, um, when you were talking about drafting, see now, see, the days now is not like how we grew up. See, in college, it was always it, it was always a sure thing that this guy was definitely going to be an NBA, uh, uh, let's just say all star, going to be an NBA all star. See, now is you just drafting on potential because these guys they're being drafted. They're like 18, 19 years old, and they only played one season of, of college basketball. Right. So yeah, so now they so you just have to. You just pretty much have to just close your eyes and just just pick a guy, or or yep. pick a guy who think that that can fit into your system because we you don't know the guy's nineteen years old you never seen him in any type of situation. <clears throat> that, that's well, why that's... if they want to draft these young players, that's why they need to uh, boost up that G League. They need to boost up that G League and uh, more because if if you draft these guys and they like eighteen nineteen years old, send them to the G League for a year, and then bring. I agree. Absolutely. Which, which I guess leads and, and which if we're going to talk about drafts, I'll have to ask you guys about the three, the three first rounders you have coming up at the end of the month. Go ahead, Phil. Who are they going to draft? <laughs> Who do you think they're going to not position? Don't, you don't have to name the player. Oh, position. Yes. Position. I would, I would keep all three picks and I would draft for positions. I would draft a linebacker, a safety, and 
if if I can get one of the top receivers with that first pick, is, is somebody on the board, I would go that way. He's not there, and I have to get something. Down. It's probably a defensive end because I got to get that. I got to focus on that defense. You know what I mean? I agree. Three three picks is is a good spot to be in. You know, my team's got two in the top ten, and you know, four in the top fifty. So. this this is this is the year we do we we make a difference and 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 try to get back into relevance in the nfl as far as the jets go uh the wide receiver you drafted last year he when he played against the eagles he was fine he's he's uh, gonna be special more's more's gonna be good what about quarterback i think uh i think i'm everyone's expecting him to take the next logical step now it's not going to be a joe burrow step to the super bowl but it's going to be growth and, you know, you've got to now go from three wins to eight wins and, and prove that you belong in this league. And so long as that management is going to put better people around him, um, he builds with the program, which there's no reason to say why he should. He was very good at down the stretch last year, mm-hmm. last three or four games last year. His touchdown interception ratio was very good. Um, I think he only threw two interceptions in the last four or five games. So we should be okay with him. Okay. All right, Gary. So it's, a, it's a it's a fun time. It's a fun time of the year. I'm so excited about the baseball season starting. It'll be a big weekend next weekend between opening day and 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 the Masters next week. And then for those who care. Um, about the NBA playoffs, and I guess no one really cares around here about the NHL playoffs this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, the f- Flyers suck. That's the only thing. Uh, Shit. They uh, went on like a 10-game losing streak and turned right back around and went on like 11-game losing streak. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> there, was, there was a stat out there around the holidays or, or at, sometime in January that – like between October, October 1st and February 1st, the Phillies and the Flyers won the same number of games. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite to that level, but, you know, something something crazy like that. Well, all right, Gary, where can we reach you on social media? Uh, my Gary S1012 on Twitter, and I love interacting with, with all the fans. Um you know, about the different games. And I love just shooting it up with you guys. You guys are a whole lot of fun. So anytime you want a third voice, think of me and, and uh, hopefully I bring enough to the table to, to keep you guys and the listeners engaged to come back again. You're like, our uh, you're like our baseball expert. So it's good to hear what you got to say about what's going on. That's why I said, I was going to say, we can touch we can touch back with you like midway through the season, so I can dig in Bryce Harper's ass if you have a bad season. <laughs> Excellent. Let's all the the week of the All Star Game where it's quiet. We'll do it again. Okay. Uh, uh, you, you know, hey, if you guys let let's 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 get out to if you guys make it out to a game, let me know when you're going to be there, and I'll make arrangements to come see you guys in person. Oh, I love going to a, a Phillies game because it's more funner there than watching it on TV. Absolutely. And I think over the last 
Last season especially, I think you're starting to feel a little bit of life come back to the ballpark where it was back like it was back in the old days of 06, 07, even up to 2012. Between 2012 and, you know, 2019 or whatever, it was a morgue there. It was – I I used to tell (laughs) – say to everyone – there was no more buzz in the ballpark, and the buzz is starting to come back to the ballpark, which is a whole lot of fun. It's a, it it makes for a better place to go. It really does. Mm-hmm. So well, we'll we'll put that on the calendar. I'll meet you guys out there for for a ball game, and the first round will be on me. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, before I go, I want to give a shout out. I want to give a shout out to the Judgmental Podcast because this is our hundredth episode. Asterix, because it's not really our hundred episode. It's like our hundred and what ninth or tenth, <laughs> but on paper it's our hundred episode. Because we also do uh, musical episodes, Gary, and I, it's not oh, nice. counted as yeah, it's not counted as you know this this uh, this show. So this is our first hundred episode. So cheers to you, fool, and uh, thank you, thank you for being well, here. Con- you congratulations, guys, because I know it's I know it's not easy to 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 build the audience through a podcast so the fact that you guys have done 100 episodes and and have built the audience congratulations right well nobody listens to us anyway so <laughs> <laughs> well you can reach us on facebook twitter and tiktok at pnl judgmentals instagram at the two underscores judgmentals or you can email us at pnl judgmentals at gmail.com thanks again gary Thanks a lot, guys. I really enjoyed it. I have a whole lot of fun with you guys. You guys are good, good fans. All right, hey. We'll talk soon. All right, we do. I can tell you're mad at me just by how your face look. You can check the status on my level, not my Facebook. Comments on my photos, that's why I stay on the low low. Most of y'all is associates, so I be on my dolo. Hold up, walk that wall, hold the phone. You think all I do is rap? I can do it on my own. That's why I produce the track.